For Tuesday, September 15th, 2020, this is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, the mayor of Athens, Georgia, wants permission from Governor Brian Kemp to implement stricter coronavirus prevention measures as COVID-19 cases spike at the University of Georgia. A 50-person party simply is a recipe for disaster. And so what I've asked the governor's office for is that in high case count environments, that we be able to go down to a a 10-person indoor gathering limit. Kelly Gertz, the mayor of Athens, joins me to discuss that request and what else he thinks is needed to slow the spread of the coronavirus in the college community he leads. That's next. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Support for WABE's local coverage on maternal health and mortality comes from Georgia Health Initiative, whose mission is to inspire and promote collective action that advances health equity for all Georgians. Learn more at georgiahealthinitiative.org. The University of Georgia, like colleges and universities all across the country, has become somewhat of a coronavirus hotspot in the last few weeks as students have returned to campus for in-person classes. And like many institutions of higher learning, UGA is closely tied to the community where it's located, the city of Athens, Georgia. That's where Kelly Gertz is the mayor of the Consolidated Government of Athens and Clark County. He joins me now to discuss navigating the outbreak of coronavirus infections at UGA and what it will mean for his community. Mayor Gertz, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Glad to, absolutely. Just to start, explain to me the relationship between the university and the city and county, this unified government that you run, for people who aren't familiar with what it means to live in a college town, what does the university mean for the community? Well, it's a good question that you ask because I think people see my title and sometimes they have the misperception that I'm the emperor of athens Clark County and I can make all things happen in all spaces. But of course, that's not the case for any community that hosts a state institution, whether you're talking about an institution of higher education or any other state government office. By state law, state government property is solely managed by the state and in fact, not subject to local ordinances. And so the University of Georgia is an institution of the university system of Georgia that is uh, is supported by a 20-member Board of Regents um, who are individuals appointed by the governor with a chancellor who's the day-to-day statewide administrator. So that means for myself, much like 
for the mayor of Milledgeville or the mayor of Statesboro, we gain value through relationship building with the administrators and you know other members of the university community. Certainly, I frequently make requests or recommendations, and that's certainly been true in the coronavirus period over the last six months, because we do want to work successfully together. You know, the point I've emphasized again and again and again is that we really are going to rise and fall together. If students are having an outbreak of coronavirus on campus, that's going to affect the broader community because there are local residents who clean those classrooms or cook food in those kitchens or who provide other services throughout the community. And so um, we're in this together and, you know, we need to be in a collaborative space around this. The institution and the local community are really inextricable from each other. They're, they're really one and the same. That's right. You know, we share the same water and sewer systems. We breathe the same air. And so we impact each other significantly. We share the same economy, share employees and constituents. So it's always my goal to ensure that everybody comes out ahead. And, and it's a challenging time in which to do this. There are always times where institutional priorities for the University of Georgia may not exactly be the same priorities that myself and the county commission, the governing body, have for the entire area. And so uh, I'm working overtime right now to try and define some common benefits that we can get out of the environment when we've had this enormous spike in cases. Uh, And so we have a a collective responsibility, both an individual, but most importantly, an institutional responsibility to bend that down. Well, sure. And that's the occasion for us talking. The University of Georgia, in their weekly report last week on how the pandemic is going on campus, reported some 1,400 plus new cases. And that came just on the heels of a report from the White House Coronavirus Task Force that pointed out that universities like the University of Georgia really could drive spread in the communities where they exist. So talk with me. I mean, when when you saw the news, as you've watched the, the cases really grow on the University of Georgia campus, I mean, what has your first reaction been to, to, to seeing that growth? My first reaction is alarm. <laughs> Um, And then my immediate reaction seconds later is to kind of move into action mode and think, how can we work with people on campus? Certainly we're going to have to involve statewide authorities, uh, given the purview of the governor right now with emergency orders and such. And also looking around the state and around the country at successful models of management. And so I've been in touch with mayors of other college towns here in Georgia and have been acutely aware of those things that seem successful across the country and across the globe. So gathering sizes are very critical when it comes to spread of COVID. If you have gatherings of 50, as is currently allowed by state law statewide, I mean, that really throws into a quagmire the prospect of doing contact tracing because nobody's going to remember what individuals were at a 50-person party. If you have a 10-person party, you could probably pick out some names and faces and remember who was at that gathering. And so safe communities are having smaller gatherings, and they're also really limiting 
indoor occupancy of spaces like bars. We, of course, have some limitation on indoor bar activity, but even if a bar is allowed 35% occupancy, if that bar normally has 500 patrons inside, that's still well over 100 people who could be in that space. And so, you know, the other piece of this is figuring out how do we create safe outdoor spaces for gathering, knowing that, you know, there are decades of research on how young people operate and young people are social. And so we, we can't have our heads in the sand and pretend that that's just not a dynamic of the 20 year old. <laughs> We've got to work with what we know. And so I think we can bend this back. Uh, it's going to take collaborative effort. It's going to take us as a local government. It's going to take some state action and it's going to take some action on the university's part. Not to reduce Athens to a city of bars that college kids go and drink in, but certainly that is a place it's, they're still allowed to operate. And we have seen bars as you know settings, public health experts say, where the virus really can spread very easily. So what have you tried to do as a city county government to impact those spaces? I, f- I feel like there was a conversation earlier on in the summer about changing hours. That's right. Uh, you know, e- even at 48 in non-pandemic times, I'm still an occasional late night reveler. And so I understand the draw of the social scene and the cultural scene. But right now we just have this overwhelming, overriding priority, which is the health and safety of everyone. And so the governor has had a uniform statewide order, which means that in hot spots like Athens, we can't shift business openings to really what would be ideal. And I also want to make the point that, you know, I think it's incumbent on Congress and national leaders to also say, hey, there are some businesses that are uniquely challenged and they need to be uniquely supported in this time too. So I don't want to lose that piece of the conversation. So maybe to draw out what you're saying there, it's like if bars had the support from the federal government, they wouldn't be forced to open. I think that's right. And what uh, I'm in conversations with members of the county commission uh, around right now is how can we logistically support bars by using even more outdoor spaces? What we did earlier this summer is, you know, we imposed a 10 p.m. curfew, immediately faced a lawsuit from about half a dozen proprietors, were requested into mediation by the chief superior court judge of this circuit and settled on 11.30 p.m. as last call time rather than 2 a.m. So we've at least blunted what you might think of as the sloppiest, drunkest period of the evening you know, but that hasn't solved all things. You know, we we simply need more. And uh, I think use of outdoor spaces is going to be part of that composition. One of the refrains that we've heard from Governor Kemp when local officials like yourself have maybe pushed back on some of the rules that he has set out in his executive orders is he said again and again, the rules work if people enforce them. Talk with me a little bit about your take on that. I mean, have you been enforcing some of these rules the state has in place? What does that look like? What kind of response have you gotten? We have been, and and I'm glad you asked that question because I think there may be some mythology out there that you know, we're turning a blind eye to some behavior. Um, every report of a gathering too large has been pursued, and we also have been proactively counting heads inside bars to make sure occupancy limits are being maintained. That said, 
it, it really isn't the best use of any city's resources to have to count heads, particularly when that legal number is higher than is safely recommended by any healthcare experts, including the White House's coronavirus task force. Uh, again, the, the, the 50-person party simply is a recipe for disaster. And so what I've asked the governor's office for is that in high case count environments, counties that may have more than 500 cases per 100,000 residents over the last two weeks, that we be able to go down to a, a 10 person indoor gathering limit. So we, we have police officers out every night counting heads. Um, we have issued citations to a couple of dozen individuals who refused to wear a mask when they were in tight quarters uh, on sidewalks and in other public spaces. And, and so we're doing the work, but it has to be shared work at every level of government. You know, th there, there was over the summer a bit of, well, maybe generously call it tension between local governments that wanted to institute mask mandates and the state government, Governor Kemp, who in his executive order said local rules could not be more or less restrictive than state rules, essentially barring localities from doing that. Are college towns in a situation where you foresee there will be a need for y'all to put more stringent rules in place, understanding that college campuses are, you know, really great sites for outbreaks to take hold? Certainly the reality of a population where a third of its members are 18 to 25 is different than a similarly sized population where you've got a lot of middle-aged or senior residents. You know, the parties and gatherings that you have at 50 are different than the ones that you had at 20. Uh, a, little, a little calmer and a little less frequent. But, you know, I, I think you do have to craft solutions to community dynamics. You know, you, you can't pretend as if there are some things that are uniform across all communities. Now, we know that the virus essentially remains the same, but the human behavior is different from town to town. And so we, we've got to respond to that reality on the ground, um, just like all my friends who were mayors in college towns like Gainesville, Florida and Columbia, South Carolina are, are trying to figure the same things out. It's not like this situation is surprising. We knew for weeks and weeks and weeks that the University of Georgia planned to allow students to return for in-person learning. Talk to me a little bit about the preparations that were done. And do you think that enough was done by all these stakeholders to head off the situation that we're seeing now, this, this spike in cases on, on campus? At least one critical early gap that remains in place, but can yet be remedied, is really the volume of testing. Um, university has just ramped up its asymptomatic volunteer testing regimen to about 450 people a day, which represents a little less than 1% of individuals who were on campus. Uh, you had some other institutions though that had three or five times that daily volume of testing. I think that is what we continue to need not just in Athens, but in Statesboro, in Milledgeville, or Georgia Tech, and in other places around the state. That's going to give us better and more complete real-time data from which we can then make other safety measures that, that are implemented. I'm wondering too, Mayor Gertz, I mean, what, what else would you like 
to see. I mean, if, if you think about initiatives that you're pursuing with, you know, the local government there, whether this is from the university system, whether it's from the state, what else needs to be done here to, to address the, the issue that we're seeing? We also have to think ahead right now. Under the university's current schedule, students are going to go home before Thanksgiving and then spend the, the rest of November, December off campus. There's going to have to be some transition plan there. You know, part of what a lot of health experts have noted is that any university that shuts down abruptly mid-semester and sends students back to their parents' homes is really shifting a burden of responsibility to communities all over the state and all over the globe. And I don't want to see that happen. So that's among the things that's very much on my mind right now. So if we maintain this notion of sending students home mid-November, there's going to have to be some ramp up, some planning perhaps quasi-quarantining in the two weeks prior to that return of students back to their parents' homes. When you have so many stakeholders here, I think it's very easy for blame to be shifted around and not a lot of common ground to be found on solutions. Are you worried about that happening here when there's the university system, there's the state, there's the local government? Do you think that all of those entities have the ability to really come together to solve this? I, I think we do. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly making calls and having conversations every day, trying to encourage that. Because again, I mean, it's a challenging time for everyone. Our, our own 1700 Athens-Clarke County Unified Government staff members have been fantastic and they've pivoted and moved from running a community center to distributing food or installing new Wi-Fi so that young and old people alike have better access to the web. Uh, and, and we're all going to have to be innovators right now. And we don't have energy to burn, you know, at, at combat. <laughs> We've got to use our energy on solution building. We started by talking about the kind of relationship between the university and the community. What do you think is at stake for athens Clark County if this outbreak that we're seeing at the University of Georgia isn't brought to heel, if, if this situation doesn't improve, what does it mean for the larger community? One of the things that this pandemic has brought into focus is underlying circumstances for so many communities. And the Athens community is one of those. Um, 30% of our population lives in poverty. There are a lot of people here who are who are not in ideal health. Hypertension and diabetes are as challenging here as they are in many counties in Georgia and throughout the South. Healthcare access is not what I wish it was. And so what I don't want to see is insult added to injury by seeing additional coronavirus spread among the local population, knowing that there are high-risk individuals already here who are already struggling with underlying health challenges. I lived in Ithaca, New York for a number of years. Cornell is there. And the relationship between the university and the city was, was often tense. If you talk to people who weren't associated with the university, um, but who lived in the community, maybe there was this impression that like the community is inevitably always the one who pays the price for what happens on campus. Now we're really looking at the way that having a university, having this institution in, in your community really can have some major impacts. Uh, so do, have you been thinking about that at all recently? I think about that all the time. I'm critically conscious of the benefits of having uh, a world-class research university here in Athens, the economic development benefits, the cultural benefits, 
I worked with the young people for a long time. I like being around young people. I think that helps create some great social aspects of a community. But the university also does have a responsibility to be a valiant stakeholder in the community that supports it. And, uh, and that's definitely true right now in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Kelly Gertz is the mayor of Athens, Georgia. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. You can reach us at washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary, but when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org donate and thanks.